Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Game, the podcast. Today, we are back with a familiar face, I'm sorry, familiar voice, Ashley Noonan, <laughs> one of the coaches of Beyond the Game, and Ashley, you're so happy to have you back on. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on the podcast this morning. Oh, this, this is going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. So, during the quarantine as we we sit at home and we figure out what we're doing with ourselves how are you doing everything so so far i've been doing okay i think because major impact of my family there's many of us in the same house together so there's six of us in total and then my sister's boyfriend's been here the, most of the time as well so seven of us so being a kind of extrovert, I enjoy having company of loved ones around and then also having the option of, you know, taking time for myself when I need it. So, so far has been okay. I also have found, you know, making a to-do list, trying to stay productive and active and just engaged with daily life has helped me so far. I think when I start to think about how long this could potentially go on, that's when I get a bit nervous. So I'm just trying to take one day at a time, you know, one task at a time and just do the best that we can, right? That's awesome. And it's really only been about a week of the quarantine, right? So I can imagine, I can imagine a house full of people that aren't typically used to being together all the time can be super fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's ups and downs. Um, I'm really fortunate that we have space, so it's not like I'm ever stuck in one room I, and if there's the conflict or like I need space, so I ha always have that option. And my family's really close, so I'm also lucky in that regard because I definitely know there are other people who are either like self-isolating by themselves completely or in situations with people that they're, they don't have the greatest connection with and they have to self-isolate with them. So I'm just grateful that that's not my circumstances at this time. and also praying for those people who are struggling more with the space they have and who they're with or not with. Yeah, it's truly a blessing to be able to be isolated or quarantined people that that support you in what you're trying to do and that you're able to support them and that you truly love and, and, uh, and get along with, right? So that's, that's really, really cool. What's been the most difficult part of this quarantine for you? I think the most difficult part so far has been just feeling like I don't have the option to be able to go do something that I want to do if I want mm -hmm. to do it. So like, even if it's something as simple as like, oh, I want to go to the movies or I want to go bowling or hang out with a few friends, that's not what we're supposed to be doing right now. So having no option in terms of the, in that regard, it has been the hardest so far. Mm -hmm. And then just what I was mentioning before, like, I think watching the news too much, turning on the TV, like listening to it all day, reading all the updates can get very overwhelming, especially because there's so much research going on still. There's so much we don't know. We have been learning a lot about COVID-19, but if you're focused on that all day, it's easy to get really in your head, overwhelmed, anxious, and then that just makes the time go slower too. So for myself, I think the most difficult part uh, it's like a double-edged sword. Like it's difficult, but I also realize that I don't need to turn on the TV. I, I don't really need to get an update. My family will update me if it's something really important or carve out a specific amount of time to catch up on what's going on with the research. But other than that, just try to stay away from the media. Absolutely. That's, that's something that I've definitely noticed myself that, like you said, there's so much being put out in on social media, on the news that you can definitely find yourself spiraling into a deep dark hole of negativity and that can really make this time pass extremely slowly 
or make you seem so crazy that, you know, your narrative's gonna end or there's, there's no hope. Obviously right now we can't necessarily see an end to this, but what's really important is that we try to keep the hope, try to keep, you know, loving on each other and, and, and keeping each other uh, updated and positive. Speaking of positive, what's been the most positive outcome for you? Uh, so I definitely have had some positives so far from this experience, I think. Uh, the first thing would be just, it's a major learning opportunity to pay attention to what really matters in your life. Like, what are you grateful for? Even when times are hard, there's always something to be grateful for. So focusing on that, uh, not again, related to family and loved ones, but also just like, what do we take for granted every day? Like the ability to go outside, the ability to connect with people, the ability to do what we feel like, to have a world that is generally safe and a community that we feel safe in. So I just keep remembering how grateful I am for that. And I believe that everything will be okay. It will, it will come back around. I have the faith for that for sure. Another thing that's been positive from this experience is, so as many people know, I'm a school teacher and then also a yoga teacher. And um, right now I'm also taking a course to become a birth and postpartum doula. So that's a support person for women who are pregnant and I love the course so much. So this space and not working has given me the opportunity to spend a lot more time every day working through the course and connecting with other women in this sort of field and just learning more. So I've had space to be productive in other ways. So that's been what's positive so far. That's been, that's really cool. Now, is that something that you've been interested in for a while, like getting into, getting into doula work? Yeah, so I actually got a bunch of information mailed to me um, about a year and a half ago because I've been thinking about becoming a doula for about two years, kind of as a side idea. And I dibbled and dabbled with the idea. At first, I was like, oh, maybe people wouldn't want a doula that hasn't had her own kids yet. But then the more research I started doing, I found a bunch of women who are full-time doulas and they don't have kids yet. It's just about being knowledgeable and empathetic and compassionate for the women and their partners and the whole journey of pregnancy. And even before knowing what a doula was, I was interested in midwifery from in high school. So I've kind of always been gravitating and interested in this. And I've been in two live births already with two loved ones. So I've seen and experienced just the magic of birth. And I think it's the most beautiful thing ever. So going into this, it doesn't feel like I'm doing work. It's like, oh, this is amazing. I love learning this. So it's definitely been my growing edge. That's amazing. That is, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I guess one of the positive outcomes of being quarantined and being shut out of work is the time, the time we're allocated to to do different things, like to learn, to learn new courses. And I know for myself, I've spent a lot of time working on different systems to put in place to make things run, run smoother once everything comes back to normal. No, that, that's definitely one thing I'm really, really grateful for. Okay. Yeah, I think that's powerful. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, go, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, just going to say, yeah, it's an opportunity for anyone that's at home. Like, what is something that you've wanted to do for a while that you haven't had the time to do? Like, maybe it's a course, a new language. Uh, some people might be catching up on your Netflix shows, but also like other things that you literally always say, oh, I'll do that when I have the time. Well, now you have the time and the space if it's Absolutely. accessible online then why not right now right exactly exactly that's awesome that's totally awesome okay so 
how have you been able to cope with everything outside of just uh, outside of learning your course? How have you been able to cope? Uh, so I've been able to cope by listening to, I think what I need every day, like every day is going to be different the same way. I try to listen to what I need when I'm busier and out in the world working supply teaching, etc. as, uh, judging, assessing how I feel each day and, you know, going with the flow and, but also I like to make a to-do list and try to like check things off the list. It makes me feel productive and like I'm working towards something and still accomplishing things, even though mm -hmm. I'm at home a lot. I do love to move. So every day I'm trying to move in some way that feels good. So like some days I've been going on long walks with my mom. I've been doing my yoga practice most days. Yesterday I practiced my dance hall dance choreo for like an hour in my room, like just doing little things that I feel really called to do and that feel good. So then at the end of the day, even though I haven't been out places, I've still been doing and resting when I need to and listening to myself. So just appreciating each day as it comes. And I think that's helped me cope so far. Now, when you mentioned listening to yourself, what, what does that mean? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so I think in our society, we're so used to like the go, go, go hustle, uh, hustle for your worth, like what can you accomplish mentality. And the same way how I just said, I love to move. I think there's another side of it where you might see so many people doing so many home workouts and you might feel like, oh, I'm not keeping up to everyone else. Like it's not about comparison. It's about really asking yourself and giving yourself the space to answer the question. How am I feeling today? What does my body need? What do I need? Am I like tired, more energetic? Do I need something intense? Do I need to chill? So yeah, that's been the comparison for me. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Now you mentioned you mentioned giving your body the, the the space to I guess the space to respond, and you also mentioned how to, in today's society where we're so used to go go go. But in this time, in this time, do you think it's the do you think it's more important to try to keep up or try to really sit still and really take care of yourself. Yeah. So it's definitely a growing, my growing edge is here as well. Like I know how important it is to have stillness, to have space. And then still I can find myself getting sucked into like the culture of go, go, go. So it's an ongoing thing. It's an everyday commitment to tune in and listen. And some days will be easier and better than others, but Stillness is really a, a part of my daily routine, like whether we're on this isolation or out in the world. So I like to start my mornings with uh, stillness and I don't go on my phone. I sit with my journal and I have my like herbal tea with my breakfast. And I like to write three things that I'm grateful for and just sit in the space and be grateful for them. It's the first things that come to my head. It's not like I have to think about it for a while. It's whatever. And I find this morning routine and stillness has really helped me. I've been doing it for over three years. I do it on vacation. I do it everywhere I go. So it's kind of like my home base in the morning. I check in with myself. I think it's been really powerful for me. And self-care and stillness, I think there's so many different ways to practice self-care during this time or any other time. It doesn't have to be the same every day or the same for you as it is for someone else. Like we were talking about movement, but it could mean a simple like hot shower, a bath, uh, having a cup of tea, journaling, painting, just taking the time to not be focused on something that you're working towards having an outcome for, like maybe studying for a test or again, like my doula course, there's an outcome from that, but like stillness and self-care being just doing something that feels good for you 
And I think it's powerful every single day, but also during this time when anxiety is, is higher, you know, there's a lot of unknowns right now, just committing to finding a way to have and uh, tap into what stillness and self-care you can is really, really important. That's amazing. That's absolutely awesome. I love that just because there's so many different ways to practice stillness and self-care. And uh, like you said, you you write you write your three things that you grateful for every morning. You've been doing that for the past three years. For for me, for me and my wife, yesterday we actually we went outside for one of the first times in a long time, and it was awesome to really just take in taking the sunlight and really uh, be with each other. Uh, her cousins just moved 10 minutes up the street. And so they're also cooped up by themselves. So we, we decided to practice social distancing together. And so we we went outside, we went for a walk and it was nice because, well, it, I mean, everyone was, was kind of in their own homes in a way, but it was so nice to be able to get outside and to breathe the fresh air and to realize that there's so much more to life than than this this pandemic yes it's something that's taking over our our society right now but at the same time we can be healthy and safe while enjoying our lives still something really cool yeah. i really remember no i definitely love that too and i think getting outside yeah. getting some fresh air even if it's cold even if you don't really have anywhere to go is so important like we need the vitamin d we need some of the sunshine like today's beautiful outside just like outside is still accessible for us so just even committing to a 10 minute walk and seeing where it takes you or I really like going on the swings like I'm like a little little kid still like I go on the swings all the time just even if I'm by myself so that's the self-care thing that I love to do and just finding ways to yeah be grateful for what we have right now because we do still have like many of us hopefully all of us our health and our connection to our loved ones mm -hmm. and the opportunity to do something for ourselves every day that makes an impact absolutely so now what are different ways that you have seen people practice stillness and self-care and can you give us some examples of stuff that we can do at home today yeah so i love that there's like we were just talking about the self-care a bunch of the examples but there are some pretty simple straightforward ways that you can just start to cultivate a practice of stillness and surrender and self-care so one thing that I really like to do sometimes is when I'm driving, I'll turn off the music in the car and just focus on really deep breathing and uh, focusing still on driving. But, you know, when you kind of get in the mode of just, you're just going with the flow, like just breathing and feeling your breath in your body when you're driving, it's a good time, especially when you're by yourself, to just cultivate that practice of stillness. And then that, that can also go into meditation. You can do at home, outside, basically anywhere. And I find there's such a stigma around meditation. Like it means you have to sit down for an hour and be completely still and blah, blah, blah. But like, there really isn't a way to do it wrong. It, it takes time to grow your practice and feel, I guess, more confident in it. And it's normal for your mind to go to a bunch of different thoughts when you're sitting there, but it's just bringing yourself back to your breath, bringing yourself back to your center again and again. And it can literally start with five minutes of just, find me a comfortable position it doesn't have to be the standard sitting cross-legged if that's not comfortable for you i like yeah, i can't sit like that, that right yeah <laughs> for my yoga teacher training we had to sit like that for a long time and i i always found sitting on a yoga block helped but that's not the most comfortable position for me either so i like to lie on my back with like the soles of my feet touching and one hand on my belly one hand on my heart and then just take deep breaths and 
just lie there and sometimes it ends up going longer than 10 minutes because I'm just really comfortable and kind of float into this abyss but it starts with five minutes to start with five um and then some other examples like were what we talked about before but just like listening to your body taking a a journey into your intuition and it will tell you what you need like you might need a bath you might need a nap you might want a journal I've been using I'm painting as like a, a stillness kind of surrendering practice because I got a little booklet that is is white paper but when you add water to the paper it changes color so it's, it doesn't get messy but it's pretty cool so that's been of something that I've been up to this time as well and just knowing that you're worthy of resting you're worthy of taking the time to be still is really important I think also just to add I, I meant to say this before but a lot of people that are famous or people that have created like really innovative things in their lives have said that their best ideas have come to them when they've been still or when they've been not engaged with the work or not not planning so obviously they've put in hours of work beforehand like planning preparing collaborating brainstorming but it's been the times when they're just with themselves and maybe thinking or having space that the, their great this great idea comes to them and then they're like so fueled with excitement and anticipation to create and try to manifest that into their reality and I think that's become harder for us to achieve with now when we have the space and the opportunity for stillness we constantly go to social media it's like our phones immediately texting there's never actually just the 20 minutes on the commute or the time when you're eating your meal are you actually eating your meal and sitting and being with your thoughts or are you texting eating texting checking instagram all of that i am so definitely I think, guilty of all that so me too I, I have to like make a promise to myself even when i'm eating i'm like i'm trying to eat without looking at my phone but half the time it's not it's not working so but it's not being it's not being hard on yourself or judging yourself that that, that makes the difference it's just being like oh look i'm doing it again like what can i do put my phone over there and maybe take a break but yeah I think that can really open up a lot for us and then just start with the awareness of how often you gravitate towards your phone when you have the opportunity to practice some stillness mm -hmm. absolutely now when it comes to meditation I feel that meditation stillness self-care it all it all goes into one um if you were to define meditation what would it be I would just say connecting to your inner self and and finding the space in your body and your mind. I, I don't know if that's a, the, the, the real definition, but basically meditation is sitting still, generally usually closing your eyes. You can't meditate with your eyes open, but bringing your eyes shut and then bringing your gaze when your eyes are shut to your third eye, so between your two eyebrows when your eyes are closed, and then just starting to slow down your breath, like deep inhales and exhales, and bringing your awareness to your breath as it comes in, as it comes out, and then maybe doing a body scan, like scanning your body where you're feeling tension. And the goal of meditation is, again, not to lead yourself to judgment about how much your mind scatters and brings in a lot of different ideas. It's just when a thought comes in, you acknowledge the thought and then you let it pass without judgment, without needing to correct anything or fix or plan. And just committing again and again to come back to your breath and your body in the present moment because meditation really offers you the opportunity to come into the present and with with practice and time your mind will will chatter less to you the more often you commit to your meditation practice 
that's cool. That is definitely cool. With meditation, is there a different way to kind of practice that? I've heard that people who are quote unquote gym rats will go to the gym and they, that will be their space where they, they meditate. They're, they're lifting their weights, but in that, in that space, their mind is so focused on their body and so focused on their own breath that they're able to, to, really, to really find the space to meditate there. Yeah, I do. I do think there's this is definitely valid, and there's definitely value in that. There's definitely moving forms of meditation, like yoga is considered a moving meditation because you're linking your movement with your breath. I would also agree that weightlifting and getting in the zone of a workout can be extremely powerful meditate meditation process. And I do think they're valuable for different things. I think if you if you love the movement side and you love the weightlifting and you get in the zone that way, I think that's amazing, and you can definitely get the benefits of meditation from that and then I also think there's a great benefits on the other side too if, even if you think like oh I can't sit still like there is real value in putting yourself in situations where you think you can't do something and then starting to grow it and realizing wow like I really can do it and it really does open up a lot for me because when you're meditating when you're weightlifting you're releasing like adrenaline and all like the pump up feel good hormones but meditation and stillness is just you're not really releasing all, all, the, all those hormones because you're not building your muscle and stuff. You're really just still and experiencing your body as it is now. So I really think trying that practice of stillness too is very, very powerful. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for you, all you gym rats out there, the ones who can't go to the gym, don't cry because <laughs> now you can be at home. You can do your workouts and still get in the zone and still really meditate on yourself and focus on your breath and you, we will get through this together. Ashley, thank you so much for, for giving us all these ideas. Thank you so much for chatting with us about stillness and, and self-care. This is definitely something to help us get through. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. And just an end note, you can also try guided meditations. If you're not good at sitting with your breath, there's like some amazing apps out there or even just YouTube. So an app that I would recommend to download is Headspace. So just like Headspace. Uh, or you can search meditation apps on your app store and you'll find a bunch. So those are some great ways to get started. Those are awesome. Those are definitely awesome. We will definitely put those in the notes below. And for now, thank you for listening. Have yourself a great day.